0: you're typing the actual words. So like he's ruining this page by typing just the same letter over and over trying to see if he can. (laughs) I know. I'm like, dude, you have to now start over. Yeah. The page says, and Hiram Lodge has been. Uh... (laughs) 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 Ah. People are reading this in the wall beat journal and they're just like, is he drunk? What? What is this? Oh my God. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding antiheroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many things that no one else cares about. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And predictably, our fun fact for this episode is going to be if you could have a superhero or a superpower, what power would you have? I'm interested in this. Uh, mine is always teleportation. Yeah. Teleportation would solve half of my problems. Now, with this teleportation, are there limitations to what you can do? In what way? Like, can you teleport others with you as well? Yes, for certainly. Do you have to, like, be touching them like a port key? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Okay. 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 I think it might be, like, a consent issue if I just, like, tell- (laughs) imagine. I get- I get so, like, drunk with power that, like, someone- some random lady in in the grocery store annoys me, and I'm just like, mmm, boop. But the thing with powers is that there's always a cost. Yeah. So if you were doing that, it would have to drain something from you. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. To, co- to commit that evil. Anyway, my name is Brittany Rain. I'm eating a Pop-Tart. I'm a <laughs> 32-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia. I can't take naps anymore, guys. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat... First of all, explain what you are. I can't take are. naps anymore because I'm on ADHD medication, which is a stimulant because I have ADHD in like the worst way. Like I filled up the sheet and my doctor was like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was humbling. So anyway, I like long naps. I just can't take them. Might have to change the bio. I probably No, will. no way. You mm-hmm. have picked, You have like the, the, the official sticker and everything. Exactly. You can still like long naps even if you don't take them. Yeah, no, I still love long naps and like I'll take it. I... Like, I have the ability to take one. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good idea. Mm. So my superpower would be the ability to heal both myself and others. My panic disorder and anxiety disorder is um, centered around, like, health scanning. So I constantly think that some part of me is dying. It's not. I'm fine. I'm just fat. But I'm fine. But um my ability to, like, heal, I think it would be really nice to heal others. Yeah. Like, if someone was, like, you know, ha- diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. it'd go, bye-bye. That is very Hufflepuff of you, and I really love that. Thank you. I'm a Gryffindor. What? Yeah. Since when? Okay, think about me for five seconds. I honestly just kind of like, when people tell me what house they're in, I just believe them because they know themselves better than... I used to be a Hufflepuff. Yeah, you were a I... Hufflepuff for years. I had no idea yeah. you had switch. I used to be a Hufflepuff. Now I think I just embody everything about being a Gryffindor. Sometimes I think we sort too soon. I <laughs> Exactly. We should be able to change it. If you know, if you feel, uh, you know, just like many things are fluid, so is Mm -hmm. who we are as people. I just think, like, my agent of chaos nature Mm -hmm. fits right in in Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all Um, right. I care deeply about helping others, but I will do it in the most annoying way possible. Yeah. Your dog is trying to climb on me. Yeah, I wish he would just chill out. I don't. I love him. So today we have words to say about episode 606 of Riverdale. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, I'm eating a Pop-Tart. I know Robin's irritated by in it, but I'm really hungry. I'm not, honestly, it's not like you're eating chips or anything, which would be worse. So true, Basti. Yeah. It's weird to think about the name of this episode because we like didn't even I get really it. I truly don't until, believe it. Well, like, I I didn't even like realize that this episode even had a name because we hadn't got it so late in the game that, like, I'm not gonna remember the name of this episode. Yeah, I also uh this was the first time i heard the name of the episode. Yeah. In fact, when I looked down at our notes and it said that, I thought that was the name of the ex- next episode. Nope. So as far as I can understand it, I don't know exactly what it's referencing, but when I Googled Unbelievable Film, because Riverdale titles are named after films, I got Unbelievable is an American true crime television miniseries about a series of rapes in Washington State in Colorado. Actually, I think I watched that. Yeah, and it, it looked pretty cool, actually, as somebody who likes true crime. So I'm opening the link that you have left. There you go. All it did was link me to the um true crime wiki. To the, okay. end of the yeah. true crime. All right, Brittany. So our first question is toot or boot. I, it was insane, and I was entertained. So I guess I'll give it a toot. Yeah, but it, it's more of a newt. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm honestly gonna give it a toot. Um, it's one like Riverdale uh, occasionally has this exact template of an episode where there are lots of different storylines going on, and each scene is very very small yeah. and has like maybe three to six lines in it you know what yeah. I mean and it's very um, annoying to do notes for just well, for I mean, exactly well I was doing my notes and I was like wait what yeah because <laughs> so it it's scene to friggin scene yeah but when I watched it I was like this makes total sense yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's interesting it's interesting so because of that and because it's so back and forth and back and forth we just decided to cover this episode chronologically well, we had to. With Rivervale, we sort of changed up our template a little bit to make our notes a little bit easier. And we are going to continue that because we did find that it was quite a lot easier. And so, more fun. And more fun. Um, So for the people who haven't watched the episode, um, because we do have people who listen to this without watching the episode, and God, do I ever respect Especially you. Especially at this point. Yeah. You know? um, We're just going to tell you the important things that you need to know before we go into this conversation. Um, First of all, uh, Veronica put out a hit on Hiram, and now Hiram is apparently dead. Yeah, Veronica had her dad assassinated. Yes. Um, Cheryl has been taken over by Abigail's uh, soul again, I guess. Uh, Because that's real. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently there's witchcraft in Riverdale now. Yes. Don't quite- You'd be like, how? And their answer is, who knows? Uh, Archie and Betty now have superpowers. (laughs) Um... I'm sorry, it's just so stupid. And Jughead is having hearing problems due to the explosion that he was right beside. Yeah, basically Jughead's was like the only realistic consequence to everything that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really interested in Jughead's storyline. And you can be. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Okay. Oh, and there was also like some serpent slash ghoulies stuff. Yeah. With the ghoulies' sayings, but mostly it was just kind of okay, this yeah. is here, I guess. Um, I think it's really just set up for what's going to happen. The ghoulies have a new a new leader named Twilight Twist, and it is done by another the Hundred actor, so we are once again being forced forced to watch uh forced to be reminded of the Hundred constantly. You know, this is what happens when you shoot your show in Vancouver. There's a limited pool. So with our new Template. Basically, we just explain what happened in the scene and then we talk about the scene. Yeah. Instead of doing a summary. Yeah. Uh, So, Brittany did the first half of the episode. Uh, none of you are prepared for this. Okay. So, all, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is all like one scene. So, Archie, Betty, and Jughead sit down with the town Milf and Dilf, that's Alice and Frank, who aren't a couple yet in this timeline, I guess. So, whatever. Um, so yeah, sh** blew up, but they're all totally fine. Like, okay, the house exploded, but none of them have any injuries because they were hiding under the dining room table. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Those are notoriously bomb-proof. Alice insists on taking bed at the hospital like a good mother. Uncle Frank instead takes Archie next door to the bomb zone and, like, Loki doesn't believe them for, like, surviving the blast under a dining room table. Mm -hmm. Detective Dilf. Anyway, he can't investigate further because then they find Bingo the dog in the rubble. Yeah. So... When they're talking in the Cooper's living room, I really loved the shot where Alice was like looking, because you forget that they live next door to each other yeah. sometimes, so I loved the shot where Alice was like looking literally out her window at this bomb, and it seems like the Cooper house is completely unscathed. Which is hysterical, because that's, that's obviously ha- how bombs work. Because the Andrews house is messed up, and so was the garage that was right beside it, which is, I assume, pretty much exactly yeah. the same amount of space away because like in, in 110 when we went in there and Jughead had his birthday party and he hung out in the garage all the time it's like a separate building yeah. Um. so yeah I just thought that was strange that the Cooper house seems totally fine no one said these writers were good at science or continuity I've never said that no one not once yeah um, and then they'd also talk about, like, the voice that Betty heard on the phone and, like, oh, it was a man and, oh, who knows what it's gonna- And I was like, is this gonna be an important mystery or is this, like, all we're gonna talk about it? I feel like this is all they're gonna talk about, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, it was Jughead, Bestie. Like, I you know, it, know- that voice. Like, I know it was supposed- to, like, they edited it so it was, like, kind of, like, choppy and stuff, but I think it was very clear that it was supposed to be, like, alternate universe Jughead. Mm-hmm. So I I was like, is this going to be important? But I feel like no. I feel like they like, we had to talk about how it was confusing. And then then we moved on. My favorite thing that the writers do on this show is overly explain random things that Mm -hmm. we don't care about. And then don't explain the rest. Yeah. So I have a theory. I'm scared. My theory is that we are now sort of like veering into more supernatural stuff. Yes. Because now we have the idea that alternate universe Jughead is writing the stories. So I think that alternate universe Jughead oh. is just making it interesting. That's my theory. Wait, I kind of like that though. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to actual alternate universe Jughead, but I think that that is why Ras felt like he had like the permission to sort of like go a little crazier with it. Not that this show isn't already freaking crazy. But my favorite thing about that is them just not explaining that to us. Certainly. They're, they're not going to tell us that that's what he's doing. He's just going to do it and then... yeah. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. That's the only way it makes sense for me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Frank and Archie go over to the other house, and they're like, and Frank's like, I can't believe you survived. So it really feels like, you know, Archie and Betty are keeping their powers to themselves right now, but yeah. I think that Frank definitely has an inkling that something weird's going on. Yeah, Frank is literally like, did you Just set immediately, the bomb? Immediately. And um, also, like, neither of them are really thinking, hmm, where's the dog? And I'm like, that's the first thing I would think about, right? How it's long, a dog. How long was that dog sitting under that rubble in pain? You terrible, terrible owners. And then later they go to the vet and they're like, "Are you Bingo's dads?" And she's, and they're just like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Well, you're terrible dads because you didn't immediately think about your son." Okay, but like literally when they refer to them as Bingo's dads, that yeah. broke me as a person. I, like, I, know, I thought that was so I've funny. Yeah. Okay. Next scene. Jughead rolls up to the diner and informs Tabitha and Pop that Archie's house blew up. They're like, what? Yeah, I know, right? He's like, so can he stay with Tabitha for a bit? And I'm like, oh, right. They don't live together in a haunted apartment yet. Yeah. So she says yes. And he leaves and notices that the bell to pops makes his ears ring. But like, that's fine. I'm sure he doesn't have any issues. And he's basically just like, I need to write an article about this bomb that that happened. And that's kind of it. It's literally not a consequential scene. I have fries in my mouth now. Can I have some? Yes. Have a fry, darling. ASMR fries. ASMR, ASMR fries. ASMR. Is this okay? Yes. Is that Too much. Delicious. Absolutely. McDonald's Delicious. fries makes them right. So true, bestie. Mm-hmm. So, in the most baffling scene I've ever seen in my life. Kevin- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin tells Tony and Fangs that he's heading to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Well, he had said that before in the, in the, for, in like and, before last season. But now he's really going to do it okay. Yeah, he's going to do it, you guys. So they decide to share that they're dating and the writers want everyone to know yeah. that they are not homophobic and that Fangs and Tony are very much still bisexual and part of the queer community. So they literally say that to Kevin. Yeah. As if a gay man wouldn't be like, okay, so you're both bisexual, so you date men and women, so this makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just incredible because Kevin, like, fangs us like, and we are both very proud to be part of the queer community, and Kevin's like, same, I guess? Like, okay? It was like the most cringe thing I've ever seen. I was like, who are you writing this for? Yeah, it was like- I'm like, stop writing for Twitter. I liked how Fangs mentioned, or I think, I can't remember if it was Fangs or Tony's, but said, like, that the best relationships start as friendships, and I think that that is true, probably. That's literally, one, yes, that's mm-hmm. true, and two, that's paraphrased from the X-Files. Yeah. We, I called that out as soon as it happened when we were watching. There I'm, was- I'm in the background. Yeah, Sam, Sam's back here. Um, There's literally, Scully says to someone, obliviously, the best relationships, the one that lasts, are frequently the ones rooted in friendship. And I'm sitting here like, Bestie, you are six seasons deep into being Mulder's partner. Do you have anything to tell us? (laughs) So yeah, they do say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway someone calls fangs and tells him about the bombing and so he calls literally everyone else because he's a gossip queen Mm -hmm. kevin calls everyone else uh yeah well tom calls kevin because kevin is his son the details don't matter okay so he gets a call from tom and and he goes a bomb went off where and i'm like listen tom maybe you should have started with a bomb went off at archie's house because that's kind of varying the lead okay but to be fair kevin probably interrupted him yeah, that's- that's- yeah. hey. Yeah. You're right. I'm literally just assuming this one you're happened. You're absolutely Thank right. You. Yes. I like that Veronica and Reggie are still together. Please keep that going. Hashtag veggie. Um, And also, we are once again, as always, one of the big tropes of Riverdale is leaning on phone calls to tell everybody everything. We only phone call people ever. Millennials and Gen Z don't make phone calls. Yeah. We don't call each other. This should have all been texted. Yeah. But- Old people write their show, clearly. Mm -hmm. Or very out-of-touch people. Yeah. Or they're like, we don't want, like, just texting people is boring to look at on television. So, whatever. I think it would be wildly more interesting than the crap they do. Yeah. So Cheryl thinks that Abigail's curse caused the bombing. Because, again, magic is real in this universe now. She wants to reverse the curse and ask Nana Rose for the incantation, but that wily wench burned it. Good thing the Blossom Library is full of ancient witch texts suddenly. Yeah. Because, like, before, nothing. (laughs) Now- which stuff? I like that Nana Rose is like, oh no, did they die? <laughs> 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 Nana but Rose did they is so die evil? though? And like Cheryl like yells at Nana Rose, I think later, and Nana Rose is just like, hmm. like her face is like, oh, did I get in trouble? The actress that plays Nana Rose cracks me the hell up. Every time Cheryl's just like, Nana, that's crazy. Why would you do that? I'm just like, I'm just reminding you of the line where she was like, I had her declared uh legally senile. And I'm like, why are you surprised at the crazy oh, stuff? Oh yeah! I forgot about that. Um, Cheryl also asks if the curse is for realsies. And oh. I guess Sure. Old people write this. Yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Nana's like, oh no, now you can't reverse the curse? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's my magic. So mm, That's oh, on me. Guess we're going to have to live with this. Yeah. Whatever. So, in other news, all four of Bingo's legs are broken, but don't worry, <laughs> this is the CW, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Also, Frank tells Archie to call Mary, and I'm like, and her girlfriend, Brooke, right? Did we forget that we made Mary queer? This show is showrunned. Showrunned. <laughs> By, it by a queer man! Remember you're queers! I know, I'm like, hello? I, I can't believe they were just like, he broke all four of his legs. What does a dog do at, at that point? Just lie around? Like, what happens? Probably. Uh, also, like, this lady is, like, just in the age range because they're just like, um, you know, she's an adult, so she has a job. But she also looks like a child. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh, I hope I, I was scared that there was going to be like a moment where Frank was like, Thank you so much for saving my dog. Stop! And I was no! Like, Stop uh, it! He's meant for Alice, okay? I know, I know. I was, uh, I was like, You better not. Like, are they going to remember that that happens? I don't know. Who knows? Like, we didn't even get to see them kiss, I don't think. I know. We have not. Oh, yeah. No, no they literally just talked about it in the first episode of Rivervale, and that's it. This is bullshit. <laughs> I want to see hot milf on dilf action in a non porn way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jughead continues to hear ringing in his ears. He tells Tabitha that his original piece about the explosion has evolved into an expose on Hiram Lodge. We love an intrepid reporter. We stand. Yeah, he like cannot hear anything, and he's like ruining this page. by- because because with a typewriter, you're typing the actual words. So like he's ruining this page by typing just the same letter over and over, trying to see if he can. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, you have to now start over. Yeah. The page says, and Hiram Lodge has been. R- I- ah. <laughs> <laughs> people are reading this in the wall beat journal and they're just like is he drunk what, <laughs> what is this oh my god <laughs> so stupid so yeah so tabitha brings him dinner and uh, he's like they also say pound the nails into Hiram's coffin and i'm like that's awkward yeah <laughs> awkward use of the word pound we yeah. don't know <laughs> Because he's dead now. I said what I said. Okay. I don't want to hear the word pound. You don't have to anymore. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he do be dead now. You know what that is? Beat you on the head foreshadowing. (laughs) So do you want to talk about that now? Do you think that Hiram's actually dead? No. I don't think so either. No. My main thing, I think that Cammie does an incredible job this episode. I truly believe that Veronica believes that Hiram is dead. Oh, yeah. But you didn't show me. So I don't think so. You didn't show he's, me. He's so and wily and smarmy. Like he'll, he's gonna. I think, if you want to hear my, my far too sophisticated theory for the show mm-hmm. is the assassin mm-hmm. whose name starts with an A, but I forgot it. It's Anatol. Thank you. Was on Hiram's payroll. Mm. And so they took the $2 million bounty from Ronnie, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, staged Hiram's death together and then split the. That's basically my theory as well. Except I think that he, like, was working for Veronica and then, like, had the gun to Hiram and Hiram was like, I'll double it. And then he was like, okay, alright. Not a very good assassin if you can be bought. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the point of assassins, though. Yeah. Things to think about. Mm -hmm. So Tony and Fangs discuss the ghoulies. Since they did Hiram's dirty work at the Andrews house, Fangs wants to retaliate and basically, I guess, start a turf war with the ghoulies. Yeah. Tony would rather- What else is new? I Exactly. Tony would rather try diplomacy, and so she sets up a meeting with their new leader, Twyla Twist, and yes, all the eyes in there are actually wise. Yep. She's like, we have to worry about our baby. We can't do that. Um, So so this is new leader from Chicago. We mentioned Chicago with Twyla here, Twyla Uh Twist, and then we also mentioned Chicago because Mary lives in Chicago, and I'm just like, are they friends? (laughs) Why aren't they from New York? I don't know. Things to think about. Um, but so Twilight Twist, uh, is one of the characters that is from the Archie comics. We what? Have, yes, we have, um, it feels like completely at this point, like ran out of characters from the, the, The comics, we did this for the first, like, couple seasons, and then we just kind of, like, stopped doing it. Yeah. But I went to look anyway, because it really did seem like something that would be from the comics. Okay. Um, so this character was called Trula Twist. T-R-U-L-A, Trula Twist. Okay. Um, a femme fatale introduced in a three-part miniseries in Jughead 89 to 91. She formed an organization of girls called Just, which was Jughead Under Surveillance Team. She's basically Jughead's, like, arch nemesis. Um, To help make Jughead forget about food, television, and oversleeping in favor of liking girls. So she's aphobic. Oh, damn it, I was about to make that joke. The resulting battle of the sexes was ultimately a draw, and Jughead retained his old ways we stand. Good. Don't change. She still occasionally appears and causes trouble for him. A student of psychology, she she studies behavior of her peers, especially Jughead's, and is able to predict his every move. While Reggie's schemes against Jughead tend to backfire, Jughead can't escape Trula, and her mother's name is Krista Twist, who's a well-known writer, apparently. Well, I'm more interested in her mom immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm predictable. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, so I did a little bit more research, and it turns out that this Trula Twist character is actually in Katie Keene, but now that we're bringing up Twila Twist, that makes me feel like she's her mom or something. I I'm not sure, but I guess like Trula Twist already exists in the Riverdale universe. Sorry. So Cheryl tries to burn the curse away with some candles, I guess, mm-hmm. like, it, 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 burning the candles will reverse the curse. I thought we didn't know how to re- r- 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 she reverse She found the curse. it in a book! Okay. She tells Britta that the new age of wonderment is upon them, which basically means that the writers want to put magic in the show, so yeah. now there's magic in the show. Yeah. If you, like, let the candles burn all the way through, then the curse is, yeah, the, is gone. the whole point is the candles have to, like, burn down to the way, like, down to the ground. And she also has voodoo dolls of the three of them. Did you make those? That's what I want to know. Like, are those handcrafted back? I'm interested. Are you gonna custom voodoo dolls? I'm like, girl, put it on Etsy. That's kind of cool. Because I don't know how she's making money at this point. The mine collapsed. Right. There's no. There's no maple syrup. Her paintings. I guess. So Archie visits Betty in the hospital. Betty has some cracked ribs, but is otherwise fine. They revealed that they lied to Frank and Alice, and they were in the room with the bomb, not downstairs. They somehow survived when Archie shielded Betty with his body. <laughs> his body! It's made of stone. Oh my god, Archie, your body. Anyway, Sculpted. They have no idea how this happened. Marble. But they did it together. Yeah. Granite. But he's like, Mar- Mary's coming in, and who's also from Chicago, and so I was like, are they- Do they know each other? Uh, Mary's like, hey, Cr- Twyla? My girl, my new girlfriend from Chicago? Another gang member? Yeah, Betty has two cracked ribs, and then she's just like, but I'm fine. Uh. They were like No, you have two cracked ribs. When they were sitting at the table and they were like, we're all fine. And then Alice was like, no, you're going to the hospital. It seems like Alice is like being annoying, but in actuality, Betty's ribs are cracked and she needed to be at the hospital. For sure. And then later Alice is just like, oh, thanks for humoring me. She had two cracked (laughs) ribs. You were right to send her. I guess there's like no treatment for that though, other than like rest. Yeah. Which, um- But it's still good to like have that like mm -hmm. diagnosis. diagnosis. Yeah. So that you could, like, don't have to, like, do terrible... Like, she has two cracked <laughs> ribs and she's like, I'm just going into the office. but And Betty literally does that. hmm Like, Betty does not act like someone with cracked ribs, which I think is so funny. I did want to say, and you guys know that I love Lily with my whole soul, I think that she could have done a little bit more to, like, she said she had cracked ribs and, like, There's nothing that she, like, she fully punches a man. She, like, does all of these things, and at no point is she like, ooh, ouch, I hurt my, you know, my torso. I mean, yeah, all of these actors have given up. Yeah. I think the only one still putting it in is Mm Cammie, but I'm sure she'll give up soon. Yeah. (laughs) KJ goes through this episode, and he's, like, not even acting. He's kind of just a dude talking. It's because he put in so much work last episode. (laughs) He was so good last episode. Yeah, he needs a break. Yeah. So someone blew out Cheryl's curse-reversing candles. Mm -hmm. Say that five times fast. Britta is innocent, but Nana Rose is very much not. Mm-hmm. That's the entire scene. And she's like, "You're the one who tricked me in the first place to curse them, Nana." And she's like, "Okay, like Nana's like like Nana no Rose care. is literally just standing there, like, what can you do to me? What like I blew out a candle, just relight it. She's like, in like season one or two, I got pushed down some stairs, like, and I survived. You yeah. So Betty leaves the hospital with Alice because her cracked ribs are apparently healed fine. She notices a weird red aura around an orderly named Trevor. Yeah. Sure. Well, Alice is like, oh, I thought you were going to have, like, a concussion or, like, internal bleeding. She has two, two cracked ribs! She has two cracked ribs, and I still think she has a concussion because yeah. I think she and Archie are messed up. Yeah. It's like, Betty just kind of is, like, seeing things, so, like, she could just, like, have uh, some brain damage, but, like, Archie actually has some actual, like, evidence that his thing is going on. Archie actually just has, like, um... He's developed, like, a really thick skin disorder? Yeah. That's the only explanation I have for that. Alright. Okay. Chuckhead's hearing is getting worse. He gets a call from the Wallbeat Journal Mm -hmm. asking to run his Hiram expose because apparently the Wallbeat Journal knows who Hiram is and finally wants to run an expose on him. Hiram's a celebrity. Hermione talks about him every week on (laughs) Real Housewives. Which is so funny because it's like, he was getting away with crimes Mm -hmm. while his ex-wife was on TV talking about his crimes. Yeah. I guess, that's like, <laughs> I guess that's, like, literally all celebrities at this point. Yeah. Though. So I like that Jughead, like, fully can't hear Tabitha very well, and he didn't hear his phone ringing. And there's this incredible detail. This is sort of, like, where I came up with the thing that, like, Lily isn't really, like, showing the fact that she had cracked ribs at all, where Cole is doing this beautiful detail where he puts his phone up to his left ear and then switches it to his right ear because he has worse hearing mm. on his left ear. And Tabitha immediately clocks it. Like, you can see in her eyes that she's, like, noticed it. I love them. I think Jughead and Tabitha are great. They are. They're so cute. I love yeah. them. They're like, yeah. it's just such a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. So in a completely friggin' useless scene, Betty and Ronnie both suspect that Hiram b- was behind the bombing. Tell me something I don't know. Yeah. Betty reveals that the FBI is now ca- making capturing Hiram their first priority. That could have been said in the later scene where Betty addresses the whole room. <laughs> Correct. And says that exact thing. Yeah. Ronnie said she'll call Hermosa for some deets on where daddy dearest would hide. Then she later does that. Yeah. Why is this scene here? Yeah. I just like, um, it's just weird to me that Veronica is like promising all of this like Hiram info to Betty for the FBI and then Betty does eventually give it to the FBI. But I'm also like, but then she doesn't give them all the information and she gives extra information. So I'm like, so you're just wasting the time of the FBI. Almost always. Yeah. All right. It's just like, narratively, if I was writing this episode, I would be so ashamed that I put this scene in. Mm-hmm. The rules of writing are so don't tell. Yes. Why are you having them sit there and tell me what they're about to do and then showing me that? Yeah. <laughs> you idiots. Pick one. It's not show and tell, besties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is this, preschool? No. What would you bring to show and tell if you could? Like now? What object? You can't pick your puppy. I can't pick my puppy? You need- Okay, you can pick your puppy and one other object. Okay. I didn't realize this would be this hard. I have a lot of memorabilia. <laughs> your entire lost collection. I ha- I just recently found on Facebook Marketplace the Lost Encyclopedia. Oh yeah. Um so maybe I would bring that just because that's my newest like addition to my collection. Um, I am probably never going to read it. It's very, very large, um, and also, uh, extremely inaccurate. So- That's if, very funny. Yeah. So it's mostly just a collector's item and, uh- There's pretty pictures. Yeah. You can go on Lostpedia, like for the, the Lost Encyclopedia's article on Lostpedia lists all of the inaccuracies that's in the encyclopedia. So How do you get that wrong when writing an encyclopedia? I don't need anything but Lostpedia and there I can control F. Yeah, so true, guys, yeah. So it's mostly just to look at and to say that I have it because it's yeah. a collector's item. They don't make them anymore. Um, I also recently on Facebook bought some lost bobbleheads as well, which oh, also yeah. they don't they are not produced anymore. So I'm just I'm really um, beefing yeah. up my, my yeah. Collection. You are the market for lost merch, yeah. Yeah. So mm, what would you bring? I'm gonna be honest. I will bring my wife. <gasps> but if you can't, if I can't bring my puppy, then you can't. I said you could bring your puppy. Okay, you can bring your wife, thing. but you have to also have a like a thing. Also, if I do. Probably my iMac. Have you seen that thing? It's awesome. I knew she was going to say iMac. No! Uh, <laughs> no. Yes, I did. Or one of the enamel pins I designed. I should probably, yeah. yeah. Do that. I and then try. all of the preschoolers will be like, wow, and tell their parents to buy them. Yeah. I'm not here, but my thought was to bring Brittany's enamel pins or my Always Pan. Oh, yeah. hmm Sam loves home no cooking. I <gasps> the cooks. Dyson vacuum. I make a demonstration mm. while I cook something in the pan. Yeah. Kobe, I wouldn't Let's go you. Food Network. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe, I would not bring you because you're awful. He would be bad. He would be bad. I would show everyone the amount of teeth he doesn't have. Yeah. So, Archie weighs himself after lifting weights and discovered he's gone from 165 pounds to 193 pounds in the space of a week. We he been lo- there. But he looks the same. He looks the same. He he's just a man getting, of steel. He's literally getting denser. He's literally becoming stone. Listen, that's me over a Christmas holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's like. De- Maybe he just looked into Medusa's eyes and it's just taken a while. That's what I think. Oh yeah, it's like a a, a slow build. Yeah. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, So Alice tells Betty that her news station that I didn't write the code down for because I was lazy, but this is much longer, just found out that a nurse was murdered at Riverdale General. Yeah, she was found what? in a dumpster with a slit throat. I literally didn't, like, write that down because it um, upset me. Yeah, and it, it was right after they left and they both are just like, oh, weird, and then they, like, like shrug. I'd be like, um... Like, Someone was murdered in a place where you just were. The way that these people and these characters react to situations cracks me the hell up because the only time it was realistic was when Polly died. I know that when we talk about it, we're just like, ha ha, it's Riverdale. But also sometimes the characters are like, ha it's Riverdale. Like, And I'm like, no, 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 that's only okay when I do it. Yeah, yeah. So Hiram is now on the FBI's most unwanted list. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole team at Betty and Glenn's little weird FBI unit office now. Betty pulls an agent, Lynn, aside to check out the murdered nurse case. So again, that previous scene wasn't necessary because Betty just re-explained the entire plot to me. Yeah. And also Veronica asks Hermosa where Hiram goes when he wants to, like, go places, and Hermosa asks if she can have immunity for herself before I accidentally she skipped that scene. That's okay. Well, it's I mean, a very small are, scene we that doesn't really matter. We about it. Yeah. But basically she like asks Hermosa like she said she was going to but the important thing to take from that is that Hermosa asked for immunity for herself which and is like, pretty smart. And I'm you're a genius. And then in the FBI scene it's just that Glenn like whistles to get everybody's attention for her and Betty rightfully is just like I am a person who can do things but thanks. I'm also like super jealous that Gwen could- Gwen. <laughs> Glenn can whistle like that because all of us tried that after I can't seeing do a TikTok. It. I can't do it. Like, my pop can do it, and I'm really jealous of that guy. I'm kind of pissed off at this episode for, like, just destroying Glenn's character. Why he sucked anyway. Like, kind of, but he wasn't, like, a rapist. Okay, that's true. You know? Like, it just makes me really sad because, like, Glenn was- he was, like, not perfect, but he was, like, a businessman, and he, like, was an intellectual trying to, like, write a thing about Betty's family, like, was, was, which was a bad idea, but then- and then he got stabbed, and I just feel bad because it's just, like, hey, we need Glenn to be a bad guy because Betty needs to see his threatening aura. Let's make him a bad guy. Now he's a bad guy. Now he's dead. It's Riverdale! I don't know. That but just made me sad. I think he's dead. He got murdered by the- the trash bag killer. Oh, right. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad. So Reggie informs Ronnie that he talked to his dad and he, and is going to step back from the dealership to focus on their casino. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie's like, "That's neat. I'm gonna have my dad assassinated." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Are you gonna give the F- invo to the FBI?" And she was like, "No. I'm you know? putting a bounty on his head." And she says she's gonna tell, to like talk, reach out to the underworld. And I was like, "Listen, you don't actually know Lucifer. That was an alternate universe." But like, maybe she knows. But I also think that maybe it was like a cute little reference to probably to it because uh because she did literally meet. And become a business partner of Lucifer in that, uh, is, in that episode. This show is a joke. Okay. Yeah. Um. Reggie says that he's still her dad and Ronnie is like, hey, screw that guy. Yeah. He's like, but like, no matter the bad stuff he's done, he's still your dad, which Reggie speaks from experience because he, his dad has also done bad things. It's a things. horrible message to send to people. Hey, yeah. hey, if your dad ever beat you or tried to assassinate your boyfriend, forgive him. Yeah. Glenn shows up drunk to the FBI office after hours. He tries to make a move on Betty and like Loki force himself on her. Yeah. a red aura appears around him and Betty punches him in the face oh, no. before leaving. He calls him a pip squeak. And I'm just like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's larger than I'm you. like, what are you talking about? Maybe he's not taller than you, but he's definitely, like, more muscly. So anyway, yeah, Betty punched Glenn in the face for being, like, a low-key rapist. But uh, the reason, the important part is she saw a red aura around him. Yeah, like she saw with Trevor. Hmm. And- What could that mean? Yeah, I guess I'm just sadly, like, ruined Glenn's character and then killed him. I think that was, like, lazy. Sorry, what about this show made you think they weren't gonna do the lazy thing? I know. Okay. I I get get it. If I was Grayston Holt, I'd be disappointed, is what I'm saying. Grayston Holt should know that he's on the CW. Yeah, they ruined his character and killed him on the 100, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like he's probably used to this. Yeah. So Molly Ringwald is finally back. Yes. I'm very excited. Me, too. Mary is distraught that Archie was in such a huge explosion and doesn't understand how he survived. Girl, you are not going to believe the reason. Yeah. She thinks that it was Fred looking after him. And I'm like, sorry, Queen, this is Riverdale. The reason is far dumber. Yeah. That's the whole scene. That's it. It's lovely to have Molly Ringwell back. I really missed her. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she's back more regularly. But at the same time, I also hope that she's thriving somewhere else and not on the CW. Yeah. So. I like. I also like that she mentioned that Fred was not just looking out for Archie. but was also looking out for Betty, which I think was nice. And Bingo. Actually, maybe Fred dropped the ball on Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bingo. Is Fred the one that gave them all superpowers? Maybe maybe no. it was imbued. <laughs> Probably. Wow. So Ronnie arranges a hit with an assassin named Anatole. There's a two million dollar bounty on Hiram's head, so go kill that guy, okay? At the exact moment that she's arranging that, Reggie calls and says his dad had a heart attack. I love dramatic parallels that yeah. they beat you over the head with in this show. I think it's so funny. Yeah. I like that he was like, do you want him to be dead or alive? And she couldn't say dead, but she was like, I don't want him to hurt us anymore. And the guy was like, okay, dead. Okay, but like, he probably just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Hiram's not dead. He's a cockroach. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Reggie's dad had a heart attack. Coincidence? I think not. In a scene that I frankly did not care about, which upsets me... Tony and Fangs meet with the new ghoulie leader, Twyla. Tony wants a ceasefire since Hiram is on the run and all, so Twyla is like, no, actually he's paying us monthly to destroy Riverdale and kill Archie. Not anymore, he's dead. For what reason? Hiram hates Archie. But like- He's not even dating Veronica anymore. Exactly! What is the reason, you f***ing idiot? Yeah, that's- I mean- It's weird. Twyla thinks the serpents don't pose much of a threat at all anymore on account of, you know, the leaders have a baby and stuff, because apparently kids make you weak. Mm-hmm. brutal indictment of those upstanding members of the queer community yeah. <laughs> can't believe you talked to those great members of the queer community to that how dare you how tell them they're that? not good gay members <laughs> they're killing it you said that you said that to those bisexuals faces that is so rude Yeah, that's that scene. Like, I don't have anything else to say. I think the storyline is kind of a waste of time. I really enjoy, like, the the episodes that have, like, just the really small scenes with the lots of storylines and everything, but there's not really any time to really, like, get into anything, you know? Yeah. I also think the storyline is Loki a dud because they're trying to bring the serpents thing back, but it's, like, been so long since that was a thing Mm -hmm. that everyone's kind of forgotten about it, so now it just feels like wasted time. Yeah. I think Tony and Faith could be doing other things, but Mm -hmm. whatever. So here we are. The big reveal. Yeah. Archie catches his shirt on a nail and realizes that he isn't injured. So he proceeds to try and stick a nail through his own hand to test his theory. That's a that's a normal escalation of that. What I, I will give him one thing, which is that he doesn't just immediately, like, stab his hand yeah, stab he, a knife yeah. through his hand. Like, it's something that if it did start hurting him, he would be able to stop that's doing. That's true. So I'll give him that because I, I do expect... You know what? You know what this would be really great for? Punching ice at the end of season one. Oh my god! That would have been so. Or being helpful. a construction worker. Yeah, he can build houses so quickly. So no true. hammer needed. Yeah, he could just like hold up. He's gonna be Mr. Incredible. <laughs> he can just hold things up. So um, yeah, Archie is invincible now. I repeat, Archie Andrews has superpowers, and he's like punching the side of the like part of the wall and it's like coming apart. I'm like aren't you trying to clean up? Like you're just making more of a mess. You're making a mess and you look like an idiot yeah. and apparently you have superpowers and I'm still watching this show mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So Tony informs Archie that basically the ghoulies are after him and they're waiting for reinforcements from yeah. FP. I literally my jaw Dropped. I can't believe they, re- they referenced F.P. I did not expect them to ever speak about him again. And I know that I keep saying this. Okay. But. Sure. The fact that they are telling me, now canonically, uh-huh. that F.P. is alive, F.P. is around. What did he do to Alice? Where were you when Jughead was struggling in New York? Where were you at his book maybe launch? Maybe he was Where the rat king. Where maybe, maybe F.P. was the rat king. No. Anyway, I just really feel like if he's around and if he's alive, he needs to step up because the people he loves are having problems. Literally Polly so died. And yeah. And FP was like, oh, that's neat. Sucks. Yeah. He like texts he literally texts Alice like a uh, single tier emoji. So, like, so sorry to hear for your loss. Single tier. Yeah. yeah. So Archie is like, hey, um, are the ghoulies still hanging out by the docks? Like, is that where they still are? And they're like, yeah. So he goes down and picks a huge fight. Because he's invincible now. Yeah. And he's like, why not? And honestly, I'm gonna be honest, there's no consequences to his actions. There are. Not really. Yes. Well, well Tony and I mean, Fang's going physical consequences us. to his actions. He has yes, no does- physical consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so far. Yeah. Yeah, because who knows if- uh, baby Anthony's gonna be, like, stolen away by the- That's what it seems oh, like. Oh, no, baby Anthony! Yeah. I love that they call him baby Anthony. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Like, they've just- They've just kept it going, and yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah, like, it's never Anthony, it's always baby Anthony. It's always baby Anthony. They were like, we named him Tony because his mom's named Tony, and they don't call him baby Tony, which would make- It, it makes sense because we have a adult Tony and baby Tony, but if we just said Anthony, we'd know who we were talking no, about. But- <laughs> It's way funnier. Yeah. Oh, college. it's absolutely Maybe way funnier. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. In my last scene, Cheryl and Britta. Cheryl and Britta. I said Britannia. my own I said my own name. Cheryl and Britta. Am I okay? <laughs> are, are my okay? Are my okay? Am I having a stroke? I hope not. I'm gonna, one by one, Cheryl and Britta discover someone has blown out her reversing candles again. Again. What else is new? I'm just like, if this keeps happening, stay in the room then. Bro, most of this episode for Cheryl is just her trying to figure out who keeps blowing out her candles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, so, so when the candles are eventually blown out, at the end they are not blown out because she has become Abigail and Abigail doesn't want them to be blown out. But when they are eventually blown out, are the superheroes, are the superpowers gone? That's what I want to know. Like, is that the curse? But I thought that they finished the whole incantation at the end of the episode anyway. What incantation? Well, like because they finished whatever Nana Rose's agenda was, which was to get her inside Cheryl. But the candles were for the curse on Archie, Betty, and Jughead, and those didn't go out. Yeah, because didn't a- I think Abigail blows them out? Yeah, right? yeah. So clearly, we have an end game here. We got to get those candles lit. Yeah, because that's all the CW can afford. Yeah, I'm just like, we can't just have them have superhero or super. I keep saying superheroes, superpowers for the rest of time. Like, they're not going to do that. But so I think that would be very funny. It would be funny, um, but I feel like, you know, they've got other stories to do, so they're probably going to eventually, when those candles finally do burn all the way out, then the superpowers will be gone. Robin, what other stories do they have to do? They are so out of stories that they gave Archie superpowers. They they have so many. Do You know how many Archie comics there were? They're I, literally, they've started taking, They like, where's Werewolf Jughead? That one's coming up, I guess. I don't believe that, Vampire that, Veronica. They, that they have ever read those. Mm. <laughs> I simply don't. I think they have. <laughs> there's so much. It's a joke, Bessie. Make it sound like fun. Thank you. So that's part one. Um, before we go into part two, we'll really quickly talk about Patreon, which is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash If you join, um, there's a couple really cool perks that you can get. Uh, $1 a month gets you, uh, uh, early access to every single one of the podcasts. Um, it's usually pretty worth it, especially for these weekly ones. It gives you, uh, extra day to listen to it before the next episode comes out. $2 gets you access to our Discord server. $5 gets you 10% off at shoppilux.com, where Brittany sells stuff. Hybrid Embroidery, where I sell stuff. And, uh, Lost and Found Candle Co., where, um, our new Lost podcast host, Casey, sells candles, fandom-inspired candles. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, $10 level is my personal favorite, which is our Patreon-only podcast, which is called Okay, Love You High, which we talk for, like, 45 minutes every two weeks about just for f- just funsy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can't help us out on Patreon, check out those three places that you get, um, uh, where Brittany and me and Casey sell stuff, and, uh, if you can't do any of those things, just recommend us to a friend. We'd really appreciate it. That's free. We treasure you. Thank you. All right, part two, I wrote the scene summaries. Okay. So- Agent Lynn tells Betty that she was right about Trevor and gives her all the info. She also says that Glenn was bragging that he slept with Betty last night. Sure. So his name is Trevor Collins, and he only works at hospitals for about a, th- a few months. He was at Shankshaw for six months for drug possession also. Shankshaw. So Betty thinks that he steals from in inho- the in-house pharmacy, and uh, Glenn basically said that you guys got freaky, and that's why his nose is messed up, not because you punched him, but because you, like, accidentally elbowed him while you guys were getting nasty. Glenn uh, is weak. Yeah. Yeah. And Marsha immediately knows that that was uh, BS, and so she, like, goes and tells Betty because she's, uh, she's a good person. I literally am kind of obsessed with, like, her immediately being like, so that's bull. Mm-hmm. She's like. Also, why are you telling me this in a work, in a, in a work environment? Thanks. Exactly. Like, am I rolling my eyes at the girl powerness of the end? Yes. Do I also kind of love it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So also, Archie and his newfound invincibility go to beat up Twyla and the gang. So like two scenes ago, Fangs and Tony were like, "We don't have enough firepower all by ourselves." And Archie's like, "I have enough power, firepower, just with just me." Firepower. Firepower. So when he shows up, Twyla goes. Huh, I thought the Ghoulies had a death wish. What does that mean? Am it, means I crazy? That it means that all of them are like ready to die at any random point. Oh, they're a lawless organization. I thought that she was referencing something that had happened previously, and I missed it. No, I think um, she's just commenting on how hardcore they are. Okay. Uh, so then Archie's like, "Who put a bomb under my bed? I'm gonna punch you guys." That's what he. And does. then he literally. And then we don't see it, but he does it. Yeah. Uh, Reggie and Veronica go to visit Marty at the hospital. Reggie is going to stay the night, so Veronica goes home. And Reggie's, like, really upset because he's like, our relationship was finally getting better, and, you know, now I've run out of time with him. Exactly. Marty had died in the Rivervale storyline, and so had Hiram. And so I really thought that they were going to kill off Nana Rose this episode, yeah. too, because those were the three people who were dead in Rivervale or who had died in Rivervale, but then only one of them died. Everything's fine, I guess. Yeah. And so she's going to go and get him like an overnight bag, which I don't know if she ever actually gets around to doing. Exactly. So having seen Reggie losing his father, Veronica realizes that she made a huge mistake, so she calls the guy, but he's already killed Hiram, apparently. I'm sorry, I think that's so funny. Yeah. I think it's so funny. He sends her a picture, but we don't get to see it. That bitch dead. I'm like, you realized that it was a bad idea, like, 24 hours afterwards, and you were, like, minutes from- It took you that long, Bestie? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's already done. I read an article about, like, this uh, episode, and uh, Roberto said that he felt, the, like, Hiram's send-off in episode 95 wasn't, like, emotional enough for Veronica- and so that's why they did this. Oh. It's because Veronica was sort of, like, not, she, like, didn't seem to, like, care that much in episode 95, which I would agree she didn't. I'm sorry. I think it's extremely funny that he was basically like, um, so Cammie didn't give me what I wanted. Well, he was like, uh, we wrote it so that she was just kind of like, haha, bye, dad. And we actually want, we decided we want her to cry. <laughs> well, fair enough. And she does a good job. So she gets a picture of her dead-ass dad and... <laughs> Her yeah. ass dad! <laughs> I just think, I think probably, like, Hiram paid off Anatole and pretended in the picture. Like, he, you know, hired a makeup artist and was like, bleh. Yep. And then they took a picture and she was like, oh my god! Or, like, he beat the crap out of him and he, like, took that beating. Yeah. But didn't die. Yeah. So Archie shows up at the El Royale covered in ghoulie blood and tells Betty that there's not a single scratch on him and... Betty asks for his help with something else. Um, (laughs) That's irrelevant. Archie clearly didn't expect her to be here. um, And he also says that the ghoulies tried to mug him, which is a lie. Do you think he would do that? Just tell lies. Oh, I think he wouldn't. I think he did. Robin. And so then Betty needs his help with something. Yeah, Um, I do like this part, like, where they make sure to, like, touch base with Archie and Betty and mm -hmm. remind us, like, yeah, they're a couple and yeah, they're on the same team. And it's like, it's kind of nice. Yeah. So at Pops, Jughead is mopping because it's his job. A patron of the diner asks for a refill of coffee, but Jughead doesn't answer, so Tabitha handles it. This dude is like way too rude about it. I know, I'm like, why are you so mean to people just doing their jobs? And like, it's the side, it's his left side, so it's the side that he can't hear on also. And so he's just like, hey, can I get a refill of coffee while you are very clearly doing something else? Well, you're clearly doing a different task this is this is literally how people treat like food workers and retail people all the time it's like hello hello buddy can you hello, hear me idiot. no he can't no. stop it So privately, Tabitha asks Jughead what's going on, and he tries to shrug it off, but admits that he's having a hard time hearing. Yeah. So he fully lies and says that, like, oh, I could hear him, but I was just, like, zoned out. But Tabitha, who's a good girlfriend, knows him and knows that that's not true. Exactly. So he says, my hearing got messed up by the explosion, and I think it is getting worse. Which is impressive of him to actually admit, because Mm -hmm. I don't know if he would have admitted that to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I think he would have hidden it from Betty. Yeah. I think so, too, actually. I, um, I just feel like every other storyline right now is so, like, not, not genuine, but like, crazy Riverdale. And this one really feels like it's rooted in, like, reality. And uh, so it's, like, That's important. exactly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's actual real, like, this is something that Jughead is actually going through. Yeah. And that is pretty realistic as, like, what would happen to someone after an explosion? Yeah. I, it was just surprising to me that they bothered to like you know mm-hmm. keep a real estate well it's clear that like in the in the same sort of way where they're just like hello we are still bisexual and proud to be part of the oh, queer community God. it's like they are very they understand that like there is it is important for them if they are going to do a deafness storyline that it is important to do it properly and with respect yeah so I think that's kind of what they're trying to do I Think you're right. Yeah, I hate to give them credit for anything, but I do think you're right. (laughs) So back at the hospital, Betty confronts Trevor about his crimes. Um, she sees his aura, so he's going to attack her, but Archie stops him before he can. The aura thing is extremely funny. So like that statue in the back—is this the same set as the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Yeah, there's like one abandoned hospital in Vancouver that just gets used for everything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same one. I was like, I feel like that. Was in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, like that t- statue or something similar, I it's guess. A, it, No, it's the same set. And so she's like, hey, did you hear about that murder literally yesterday <laughs> or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, weird. Crazy. Like, so she's like, oh, you were fired because you were stealing from the pharmacy. He's like, going to stab her with a scalpel, which he just carries around in his little freaking cart. but then, stupid little cart. Uh, Archie stops him and says that he'll break both of his arms if he hurts Betty. I, Romance. Mean, I I'm kind of into it. <laughs> yeah. At the White Worm, Betty and Archie have dinner and discuss their newfound powers. Um, so Betty, like, explains and says that she sees threatening energy and auras, and then Archie, like, tries to- I can't- I can't tell if it's, like, the actual scalpel that Trevor was just using, and I'm like, what happened with Trevor? What? Oh, yeah, where did he go after that? <laughs> did she just hand him off to the FBI? Like, what- what happened? Probably, I assume. I didn't even think about that. But anyway, he, like, stabs himself in the hand with the with a knife or, like, that scalpel or something, and it just breaks- <laughs> I just want to commend KJ and Lily for getting through these scenes in a way that where I'm like, okay, like you two aren't having a good time, but I, I'm watching it. Yeah. Like you're not laughing mm-hmm. because if I were them, I would not be able to actually get through a take without laughing. Yeah. Archie and Betty have superpowers. I would honestly, if I was them, I'd be like, nice. Cause they don't get, to, cause there's a lot of superhero shows on the CW and I'd be like, I want to play. You know what? That's true. Yeah. I'm going to allow that. So he's like, oh, I'm scared that I'm going to hurt people. I'm scared that I'm going to hurt you. And she's just like, you can't because I would see your threatening aura. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Yeah. Um, and then she mentions Glenn and he's like, oh, your boss. And so he hadn't, he didn't know that she had dated Glenn and he's she's like yeah he got weird last night but it's fine and then you know then glenn gets beaten up because of it later but our main thing is betty left her cat with glenn last season what happened and we to still the cat? don't know about the cat i will never stop talking about the cat what was the that cat. cat's name again butterscotch coffee. Okay. I was was in the food arena. Yeah. Butterscotch, I think, was the name of her childhood cat. So you had it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I'm honestly embarrassed by that, to be honest. I should not remember that. Good for you. Thank you. So Cheryl catches Britta blowing out the candles, but she says she's not Britta. It's Abigail! That was kind of cool. It was pretty cool. How is Britta's hair so perfectly braided in a million different ways Every time we see her, I'm like, is, doesn't this take place over only over only like four days, but her hair is braided in eight different ways? Every I time. think it's like redone every morning. I, yeah. bet, I, well, I would bet money that um, either Britta does it or Cheryl braids her hair for her. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Yeah. It's like, it's just done absolutely perfectly every time. It also time. makes her look um, very young. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, is this kid ever going to school again? Uh, well, Cheryl's house is a school. But is it? It's supposed to be. Where are all the kids? They were in Rivervale. I'm worried know. about those children. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is Abigail, like, dormant most of the time? But then later Nana Rose says that Abigail only comes out at night with Britta or something. Hey, why? I don't know. Okay. So Cheryl asks Nana Rose if they need to do an exorcism, and she says no, but then she basically describes an exorcism. No, Kate, okay, no, that, guys, that's literally what happens, yeah. and then they do an exorcism. Yeah. So Nana's like just in the room looking at all the Blossom portraits and she's like, hey, Cheryl comes in, hey, uh, Britta's possessed. And Nana Rose is like, oh yeah, she probably entered when you did the curse. Uh, She controls her body at night now, so that's how it is. And she's like, oh, God, do we have to do an exorcism? And she's like, no. And Cheryl's like, okay, good. And she's like, we're doing a banishment. And Cheryl's like, oh. That's the same thing. Okay. I'm not a witch, though, so I can't say that. Yeah. Maybe it's not the same thing. Who knows? You let me know. So some guy shows up to the Andrews house. (laughs) As Mary, <laughs> as Mary and Archie are cleaning, this man he just walks in like just because the door is open doesn't mean you can just walk into someone's house. No, guys, it's so weird. It's rude. So yeah, some guy walks in the house. They're trying to clean, and he asks to buy the house. And Mary interested, but Archie is not interested. Um, his name is Percival Pickens, and he gives her his card. This to call man him, wants maybe. to buy an exploded house. Yeah. The house, I don't know if you know this, exploded. Yeah, it's really suspicious. Why does he want to buy it? Also, if he is an, uh like a descendant of General Pickens, who we have heard about several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is like from Riverdale, as far as I understand. Yeah. Where does he get the English accent from? <laughs> what if it's not real? What if it's like a, he's just, a he's, vision? No, 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 no. He's like, he's faking the accent. Mm. He's like, I sound really oh. cool. yeah. I thought maybe he was faking the name. Who knows? This guy's probably fake in some way. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused. I'm like, okay, so are we doing like, is he the one who burned Cheryl at the stake? Or Abigail at the stake? Oh. So are we, are we just? Probably. What I remember is like in season two, I think, they like have, they always had Pickens Day and then like there's a yeah. statue of him, but then they beheaded the statue. Cause he was a colonizer. Um, yeah, and they were like, uh, tall boy, you didn't even need a ladder to take the head off the statue or, or whatever. And it was, like, part of, um, they were blaming Tony's family. And then it was, like, a uh, the storyline. about. And then they had a strike or, like, a protest where the serpents had, like, tape over their mouths. and Like, it was, it was an, an, an actual, thing. like, commentary on colonialism, but it's Riverdale, so they blew it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't- I need to look up more about, like, who Pickens actually was, but- that name is very familiar in Riverdale. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is going to go back to like the when Abigail was burned at the stake. I feel like you're right. I feel like it was Pickens who did that. Yeah, so I mean, we're probably just going to do the whole episode where it was like the lifetime of Cheryl's ancestors, but now oh, I guess yeah. it's through the whole season. Which, like, I thought we already did, and it was great. Oh, no, great. we did. It was yeah. amazing. Like, we don't have to do it again. Apparently we are. Yeah. So he's, like, coming and buying up all the property, and in that article I read, Roberto was like, oh, this guy's our new villain, and he's very different from Hiram. And I was like, I do not see that so far, because- is he? He's just buying he's land. He's just buying land, which is what Hiram was doing. But- Robin, he's very different. But he's different. He has an English accent. Yeah, exactly. His name's Percival, not Hiram. (laughs) So he's like, hey, here I am in Riverdale, and I was thinking, I want a house. And that's like, you want this house? Why do you want the exploded house? Is it because it's next door to Alice and you want to woo Alice? We get it. But this house is exploded. You know Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is the i right. I'm genuinely confused why he wants the house. I'm like, you wouldn't be able to like sleep in it for like a while. Exactly. So he's like, here's my card and he's like, I would give it a I would give a generous price even in its condition. And Archie gets bad vibes, which makes total sense. Yes. Because he definitely gives off bad vibes. At the FBI office, Glenn walks in to find only the female agents. Betty says that she got all the dudes transferred and Glenn is now being investigated for sexual harassment. I think that's very fun. Incredible, which is the exact right thing to do. Yeah. Like, I love to see, as sad as I am that, it, that they did this to Glenn, who so far has not really been this type of character. Yeah. It makes me happy that instead of being like, we're going to deal with this ourselves, even though Archie kind of is like, I'm going to deal with it myself. I like that Betty was like... I'm gonna go and do this a profession the professional manner exactly so they talk about like before he walks in they talk about how they have video surveillance of Hiram that's getting looked at looked at I guess Mm -hmm. oh hey Glenn so now it's only women who are working on the Hiram case which I love um and they're like also you're super fired exactly yeah at the hospital Jughead tells Tabitha that the doctor says that he's considerably deaf in both of his ears again this storyline remains very grounded in reality yeah. which I really like yeah me too I appreciate it I think that Cole appreciates it yeah because Cole at this point is very isolated from the rest of the nonsense mm-hmm. but I mean who knows what happens next episode what superpowers will being deaf give Jughead <laughs> yeah because like what is the superhero like the Netflix superhero who is blind Daredevil Daredevil that's Marvel Oh, that's smart. But it's on Netflix. Not no, right. it's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, yeah, it oh, okay. just moved off Netflix. But oh. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Daredevil. But he, yeah, I guess he has heightened. I'm not entirely sure what Matt's powers are. Okay. Well, either way, it's like they, you know, this sort of thing has happened before. Um, in like yeah, storytelling Hawkeye's death too. So yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see what what's gonna happen yeah but I think also Roberto was like oh the people who were in the house have superpowers but uh Jughead wasn't in the house so he just gets an injury
1: okay but like
0: (laughs) literally Jughead gets the worst injury yeah so I just wanted to say that Tabitha's hair is so pretty in this scene like immediately when I saw it I was like oh my god her hair is so pretty yeah exactly and then so she asks him a question and Jughead can't hear it and and he's able to like admit that he can't hear it instead of being like huh what he goes he says out loud, "I can't hear you. I can't yeah. hear what you just yeah. said." Yeah, it, it's it's very nice. Yeah, he says it is. He's ninety-eight percent deaf in his left ear and eighty-seven percent deaf in his right ear. And then they say they're like going to get through it together. Yeah, which is really sweet. They're they're a very good couple. They're yeah. super supportive. It, again, this storyline's really realistic. Yeah. Um, Archie asks Mary to sell him the house instead of that Percival guy. Um, he has some savings from the army, and he didn't use the college fund that she and Fred made for him, so he wants to buy the house. My first note is just that I want an royale sweater so bad um it actually looks really good i want it it's so cute yeah and he's like i want your blessing to buy the house and so she's like maybe <laughs> i think it'll be really cool for archie to rebuild the house i'm hoping it's not a carbon copy of what it was before it should mm. be something that like works for like he and betty because i'm guessing yeah. and ask veronica she's so good at remodeling things. <laughs> exactly i'm guessing if if i was going to write the finale what I would have is Archie finally finishing rebuilding the house. Yeah. Whether or not that happens is... But I think it would be meaningful. You know, there's a picture of Fred in there and stuff like yeah. that. So you'd hope. Yeah. Um. So Veronica is at home crying. Uh, Reggie comes back and says that Marty will make a full recovery. And Veronica, like, chooses not to tell him about Hiram. And she's crying because it's h- her fault that he's dead. He wasn't going to be dead. He was just going to be captured by the FBI exactly. if she hadn't done that. And I'm like, you didn't consider that before you did it? Like, it's... when When she said... He said, do you want him dead or alive? She did not say, I want him dead. She said, I don't want him to hurt my friends anymore. Then the guy said, okay, so dead? And then she didn't say, no. What did she think was going to happen? I, that's what's hard. It's just like, Veronica, dude, how could we have prevented this? What what, what did you expect here, buddy? Yeah. So somehow Marty is fine uh, within like a day. Yeah. I really did think they were going to kill Marty. And... Why do you think that Veronica doesn't tell him that Hiram is dead? My thing is that first of all, I don't think she wants to make it about her right now, which I think is really mature. Yeah, her. I think that's the main motivation. Mm-hmm. It's just wow, now is not the time. But I also think she's embarrassed. Well, oh yeah, probably because then she she tells him that she called it off actually, and then she just doesn't know where Hiram is. And Reggie's like, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I knew you weren't that person. You're right. No, you're right. So now Veronica's like, ah, crap, I don't want him to know that I am that person and that bad things happened. It actually makes me really sad. It is really sad. But I'm also like, Veronica, this was such a bad move. Like, uh, we should have seen this coming. What did you expect when he finally was going to go and find Hiram? What was going to happen? I I swear it was just like, she, and I do think this is realistic for how humans are, is she made an impulsive decision while caught up in the heat of the moment. And now she's experiencing the consequences of that impulsive decision, which is very Ronnie. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, last time we put him in prison, it was his own prison, and so he was able to just do whatever he wants. Yes. But if we handed him over to the FBI, he would be in, like, a federal prison that's, like, really high, um, what's it called? I don't know, Bestie. Like, when they have, like, really bad criminals in it. Oh, maximum security? Yeah, like, maximum security prison, and then he wouldn't be able to hurt you, but he also wouldn't be dead in, like, a really scary bad way. But the thing about Hiram is, even if he was in maximum security, you know he's getting out. Yeah. It's just like, do we not try everything before we have him murdered? You would think. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, next, Cheryl and Nana Rose perform the exorcism on Britta. So they do the thing. They literally just do an exorcism. And they, they, we see her, like, pretending to be burned like she was and before. And Nana is, like, secretly saying something else, which is important for later. So was the Rivervale version that we saw real, though? Like, not necessarily, like, what happened in Rivervale, real but like oh the, was the that backstory yeah yes. was that version of abigail real like do i know abigail because i saw that yes and like yes because the writers would be too lazy to redo it all i guess i'm just like is real abigail gonna show up see tony and be like oh my god thomasina or was that all just a Rivervale thing and R- thomasina no also i think that list? all happened okay i think that all happened because they would uh, otherwise they'd have to redo it all mm-hmm. they're not gonna do that Yeah. So Britta comes out of it, she's really confused, and Nana Rose, like, has the spider brooch, which is apparently really important and stuff. Mm -hmm. My theory is just that, like, Cheryl's soul is in there now, and then they have to get Cheryl out of the spider brooch to get her back, I guess? Uh, But, like, how is Cheryl stored in an inanimate object? Like, I guess because they weren't doing a banishment. But they needed Sabrina to do the switcheroo last time. Yeah. So now Nana Rose is powerful enough to... uh, Not only displace Cheryl out of her own body, but to then store her in an object? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, didn't we need Sabrina for this? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. It's stupid. So then Tony gets a call from Twyla saying that because of Archie, the war is on and nothing's off the table and, you know, you have a baby. And so, Mm -hmm. cool. Now we're going to go attack your baby, basically. And so now Tony's pissed at Archie. And honestly, I would be too. Archie, just just like Veronica, in the heat of the moment, Archie goes and, like, does stupid crap. And doesn't think about the consequences. He is so impulsive. And like, listen, I get it because he's impulsive in all the right ways. Yeah. In that when he's impulsive, it's because he's trying to do something good for someone. Yeah. It's just that, um. He doesn't his, think first. He doesn't think about the fact that his actions have consequences. So Glenn leaves the office fired, but Archie comes out of the elevator to beat him up. Um He's got his like pathetic little box. <laughs> where It has all <laughs> this stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got fired from the FBI. That's really embarrassing. That's really embarrassing for you, bestie. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, this little tiny scene, delightful. Yeah. It, In it, many ways. It's a great kind come of yeah. comeuppance. Uh, so Cheryl blows the candles out herself and you're like, huh, what? But then Nana Rose says that she's Abigail now. So we're like, where's Cheryl? What's happening? Who knows? And Nana Rose says, oh, Abigail, it's nice to see you again. What do you mean again? Oh my God, does this imply that Nana Rose has done this before? Wait, how old? There's no way that Nana Rose is old enough To have seen Abigail when she was, like, a person. Yeah, because Abigail died young. Yeah. Well, she apparently... Okay, well... Except, no, that she was immortal in the... Either they've done this before, or... I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that word word choice was... I just thought that word choice was weird. And I'm gonna allow you that. And then she also says that now she's in the proper vessel. Okay, Okay. Okay. Sorry you accidentally went into that other girl. And I'm like, Nana Rose! I know that Nana Rose is nutso, but that's your granddaughter. Do you not care about her soul I genuinely don't think that she does. Like, at at some point, my ancestors become strangers to me. Yeah. And those strangers who were my ancestors mean less to me than the people who I am here with now. But, like, Nana Rose has always been very... Okay, well, first of all, she's been crazy inconsistent because every character in the show is inconsistent, but especially those in the Blossom family. Yeah. Where's Penelope? Nana Rose has either been obsessed with Cheryl and cares so much about her that she would like kill for her yeah or she doesn't give a shit about her yeah so kevin is going to stay around riverdale to take care of baby anthony they're like hey we gotta go fight this war so like please take care of our son so he'll be safe we literally can't leave him anyway. okay but like literally riddle me this though bestie why what's did- kevin gonna do <laughs> okay literally but like what is the point yeah why did kevin say i'm going to broadway and then they're like jk well he was just, what like, was the point They like, said he postponed his trip so is Kevin just, ever going to get to Broadway? Probably not. Well, now, I ne- I didn't so watch stupid. Katie Keene, but didn't it take place, like, two years in the future? So maybe, like, I don't remember. Was Kevin on Broadway then? No, I think he was just in New York because he was in a couple episodes of Katie Keene. I don't know. I Thank think you- it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But Kevin was supposed to help raise baby Anthony anyway, so, like, good, I I guess? mean, thanks for finally showing up and doing the job yeah. you said you were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Archie signs all the paperwork to his own house. And the real estate agent is like, "Uh, why would you buy this?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Thanks for buying this, this uh, structure. structure." Yeah, and honestly, structure is generous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in our Discord, uh, Dave was like watching the episode and he mentioned that it would be really complicated to like buy a house that was in the middle of like an insurance case. Oh yeah, Dave's so smart. Yeah. Well, he's he's a lawyer, so he would know exactly. But um, he's just like, I don't think that you could I- even do that. <laughs> Okay, um, but... It's for Here's Yeah, here's the thing. Dave, you're so smart. Yeah. The, the people who read this show are not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Veronica gets a call from Hermosa, who's really angry, and says that she's going to get revenge on Veronica for getting their father killed, and I'm... I, be- I, I, I guess, would like to see it. I think, like, if I was Hermosa, I, it makes sense to me that I'm mad, because she was willing to, like, help her find him, and, and the work that she did led to his death, and Hermosa didn't ask... Like, she didn't want Hiram to die. No. So, like, she would be like, if I hadn't done that, he wouldn't be dead. And I didn't yeah. know. So no, I completely right. understand hey. why Hermos was up- yeah. upset. Um, We also see Veronica is drinking. So I really hope that Veronica doesn't then start having a storyline about how she's, like, drinking because she's sad about her. I mean, like, you know they're gonna, right? Who knows? Betty and Archie talk about how they're going to stay together and work together, and it's pretty wholesome because Archie does not have a lot going for him right now. Yeah. Um, he also gets a call from the vet that says that Bingo is fully healed somehow. Guys, Bingo is a superpower- has superpowers too. He's the superpowers. dog has superpowers! He- and I'm like, can he heal, heal himself only? Wait, hold only? on! Or can There's he... no candle for Bingo! The third- because- oh my god, wait! The third superpower went into Bingo instead of Jughead! It was supposed to go into Jughead- but it went into bingo instead. Oh my god! No, that has to be it. No, the sheer because 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 Cheryl hadn't thought or whatever that there would be another soul in that house, and so they just picked whoever was closest. Robin, imagine No, imagine sitting in the writer's room and going. No, this is see, it. This is what happens. Okay, so. We're going to give all three of them superpowers. Yeah, yeah. But oh no, Jughead's not in the house. How do we fix that? There's three curses. We've already written these rules in. Put yeah. it in the dog. <laughs> no, Brittany, listen to me right now. They are going to switch the the thing. Like switch the power? from bingo to jughead and, and that's how jughead's going to not be deaf anymore. He's going to magically be able to hear because, because if there's because one bingo thing- can heal himself. He's going to he- jughead yeah. is going to heal himself when he eventually gets that power. That's it. And if there's one thing that we that as you view- as viewers we want to see, it's people who live every day with these disadvantaged disabilities um, have them magically cured. Yeah. Sure. Great.
1: I, I honestly tell, think that's it. I can't
0: tell you how many hot takes I read for people who are like, I hate that. Yeah. Like, they're like Jughead could live a, a very full life without his hearing. I know, and they keep being like, Oh, Jughead, I'm so sorry. How but are we like, gonna get through this? Yeah, and it's I'm like, like Yeah, you losing your hearing sucks, and I would feel really bad for you. Yeah. But modern technology is amazing, and it does. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, this show's so is Yeah. I genuinely think that's it. However, um, I have genuinely thought many of my theories are correct, and they have fallen through. Um, Ooh, if this you're is, right, bestie, if this is not it, they could have done this. <laughs> they could have done this, and it would have made sense. Yeah, you do be right. Um, yeah, so they also, they get another phone call interrupting their, like, times, um, because they, it's always a phone call. Uh-huh. Uh, Archie also says that his construction business is non-unionized. What's up with that? Which I don't love. Unionize your friggin' construction business, or I will <laughs> be coming for you, Archie Andrews. Yeah, and, uh, also the vet says that Bingo has super healing now. I think that's really cute. Incredible. I love that for Bingo. Um, however, we that didn't actually get memo. to see Bingo this episode. I'd like to see more dogs, please. I'd like to view is, the dog. I don't want to hear him just cry. If you're gonna make a plotline about a dog, show, show me us the dog. dog. Show me the dog. Show me the dog right now. Because you guys already killed Vegas. Show I'm me taking the dog. the dog. I'm taking the dog. So hot lastly, <laughs> that's my Jersey accent. That's Jughead's dog. Where's what, Hot Dog? What, say Hot Dog in a Jersey accent. What dog? Thank you. So this is our <laughs> most unhinged podcast. <laughs> oh, I we have done worse. Do you remember our (laughs) Pincushion Man episode? No. What did we do It was about a year ago. Okay. um, And it was when you and Sam had been gone for so long, and so we had been recording separately for like several weeks, and that was the first episode that you guys were back, and it was the last one before the hiatus, Oh, and it was insane. Did we have the zoomies? Oh, for sure. That's amazing. So lastly, Glenn gets into his car, and the trash bag killer is sitting in the back seat. And he's mad that Glenn was bad to Betty, so he kills Glenn. Okay, so hey, so I know I'm on this podcast. Yeah. But I don't, when I watch Riverdale, um, I retain the information about Riverdale only so long as it takes for me to record a podcast, and then I let it leave my brain. Yeah. Where did we leave off with TBK? <sighs> so we saw TBK in River Vale, but I don't know how much of that was real. I think none of it was real. Okay. So where did we leave off with TBK? canonically. I am pretty sure that, because it, it got all mi- mixed up with the Mothman in my brain because that was also what Betty was trying to figure out. Oh um, my god, that's right, that's not the same plot. No. So I think, honestly, that he is just, like, been around and is, like, maybe still killing people. Like, I think that he's just, like, a serial killer she's, like, trying to find, and now he has finally, like, come to Riverdale. Okay, so- So I think this is the first time that we've actually, like, seen him not in a flashback or in Rivervale or like, I think this is the first time where he's, like, He's here, he's in Riverdale, he's coming for Betty, or whatever. Okay, so now- I think. Okay, now follow me here. How the hell did he know what happened with Glenn? Yeah. And not only that, why is he obsessed with now protecting Betty? Right. This honestly- It's it's, giving Black Hood. It's- exactly it's giving Black Hood. It feels like we're just doing the Black Hood again, because this is somebody who cares about Betty. And it's like, how did he hear about that? Well, Betty did talk about it in The White Worm. So was the trash bag killer in the white worm with Betty and Archie when they were talking about it. Exactly. Or, trash bag killer is Agent Lynn. No, I don't think Trash Bag Killer is ancient land. Sam's so. theory about the Trash Bag Killer that Robin does not like uh-huh. is oh. that it's Doctor Jr. No, I do like that. Oh, you do like that. Yeah. My thing is, if it was Doctor Curdle Junior, why would he have taken Betty in the first place and tortured yeah, her like that? For sure. And I think I think that if it is Doctor Curdle Junior, um, they are like retconning a lot of random things, which they have um, frequently which done which, before. Like, which, so I believe it. Um, I still yeah. maintain that my the Black Hood is an organization. Yeah. Theory was way better than what they what wound up, up doing because yeah. they retconned so much of it. Okay. Well, it, they it did end up being multiple people kind of. So you were kind of right. Which is why that compared with the fact that they literally named a character Britannia and that they randomly do crap, I think that one of these writers listens to our podcast mm-hmm. and laughs at what we say and then does what we're doing. Which is why they're tr- they're punishing me by making Dr. Girdle Jr. the trash bag. Guy? No, cuz I think they might hate us too. Yeah. Oh. Um because why else would they put so many Lady Gaga songs in the show and right, then have right, them get right, right, butchered? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, except for Stupid Love, which was well done. I. Right? I liked Stupid Love. I. That was Cheryl in the Rain, right? Yeah. Anyway. I just think that if Dr. Curdle Jr. is this bad, bad guy, then he is now famous and revered in Riverdale history. And I love that for him because he was just a random. What if the first TBK was Dr. Hurdle Sr. And that's (sighs) why we haven't seen him in a while. He actually went rogue. And we haven't seen him because he like retired from being a mortician to go kill people. He was like, I always see. He retired like 10 years ago. I know, but he's like, I always see the bodies. What if I put the bodies on the table, you know? Like, what if I'm, am I the drama? Brittany, that would be absolutely insane. I know, which is why I think it could be right. All right, listen, if that happens, damn, uh, you heard it here first, folks. I can see the future. Yeah. I just can. Okay. I've been to film school. Great. I mean, say. But like, I've been to film school. I have a diploma. No, we're, we're, no, 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 no. We're about me right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to writing school. Mm. Robin's like, I also did that. I was like, I have a BFA. <laughs> yes, you, you actually have a fancier degree than I do. So I just have a diploma in screen- screenwriting. So we're about me now. Uh yeah, we can be you okay. about you about you know. Uh what do you want to talk about? Yeah, no, no <laughs> I, I I did have a couple other things to talk about with Glenn. Um, but I just love that like he's like, before I go back out of this uh heckin' town because I got fired, um, I'm gonna get myself some last final pops, and I respect that. Okay. Um how did the uh, trash bag killer get into his car? How did um, he know which car was Glenn's? How does he know Glenn? Glenn, you're a terrible FBI agent. If you literally let a serial killer into your car somehow, what kind of FBI agent doesn't check their back seat? Also, are there no witnesses watching him being murdered? Thank you. Actually, Tabitha is watching through the window. Yeah, but she heard what happened, and so, so she's, she's like, like, meh. that's fine." Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like so, the trash bag killer likes Betty now and is like protective of her or something. I'm I don't I'm, know. I'm kind of wondering if it's like only the trash bag killer can can hurt, hurt Betty. Betty, oh, okay. yes, gross, weird. Um, doesn't that sound right though yeah because apparently there's something special about betty that um attracts serial killers to her yeah okay so that's it segments we did it yes okay so my first segment is which character needs a hug the most um this episode i want to give it to jughead honorable mention to bingo yeah thank you yeah yeah and my segment is which milf was the most badass alice was there yes alice can control yes but Mary no Twyla <laughs> off Twyla no I'm giving it to Mary Andrews okay. because it's Molly Ringwald um she's queer yeah and you can't be like it, like listen I understand being like you can't just give something to someone because they're queer like you are and I'm like yes I can yes I can so and I, I will so yeah. I'm doing it but I also just really love Mary and yeah. I love how much she loves Archie mm-hmm. and I think it's magical yeah but um honorary mention for Tony who's running a gang while being a milf. yes true Sam what are you shipping the most Sam, honey, darling, light you. of my life. I'll text her. Yeah, just text her. Yeah, um, What are you shipping the most? Hmm. I guess Barchie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Barchie and then honorable mention Frank and Alice because we got like a crumb. Yeah. We got, got yeah. Anne Crumb. Tony and Fangs were making it weird. <laughs> Tony and Fangs made it weird and I'm going to also give an honorable mention to Veggie. There's, they're sexy. sexy. Yeah. yeah. They just, they look nice together. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do look nice right. together um britney is shipping hiram and death the most okay thank you uh my uh other segment is is chick dead or what <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know chick bullshit still. I, i'm gonna keep it going uh and now for our best line award my best line award goes to archie and betty for i wouldn't do that if i were you bro. not unless you want me to break both your arms he'll do it too Ooh, so cute. Ooh. It was kind of like a good power couple. Yeah. Though. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Yeah. But your your favorite line award was the best one, and I, know I had it is. to find another one, and that's the one I picked. Why don't you why don't you introduce my favorite line sure. award for Brittany's me. favorite line award is uh goes to Glenn and Archie for. Oh uh, no. Oh yes. Oh yes! Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, it's literally a man. Oh no! It's, oh yeah! It's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. Just have a theory. I okay. Mean, I know where Chick is. Where is he? He's TBK. Chick is TBK. Chick was literally the Gargoyle King too. So like, just Chick is always he can all of them. contain multitudes. Yeah. No, I like I like the idea that Chick is just everything. Is Percival Pickens is the is the. Trash oh, hold on, bit. hold on, hold on, Where's, where's what's his face? I'm gonna need another hint. I forgot. I forgot Um, their brother's name. What brother? Whose brother? Allison Al, Al, F.P.'s child. What the freaking name? Charles? Charles. He's in <laughs> prison. He's not dead. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what if TVK is Charles it's and Charles. Chick? Couple goal! Uh, I like the idea that they're just like, okay, how can we, how can we make this villain just in the pool of our previous villains? <laughs> That's how they've they been doing every it every season. I know, I know. So, before we go into the outro, we're going to talk about what we saw in the trailer. So, we are apparently at Hiram's funeral. She's like, Oh, <laughs> his body was found. Like, she's definitely not being like, I put a hit out on him and now he's dead. Yes, his body was just found. So, I guess. His uh, head just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that uh, Reggie now does realize that Hiram's dead, even though she didn't tell him in the moment. Um, now Reggie has to know. I, I guarantee um, they're just gonna skip that, by the way. Yeah. The trash bag killer shows up to Betty, and we see Betty running with a gun through Sketch Alley. Uh, she talks about how she needs to get out of Riverdale. Oh, what? You know what my other favorite line of uh-huh. word is? Oh, hey. Yeah. Hey. In the trailer. Yeah, in That's the, the trailer. Yeah, wait till Robin gets to it. My yeah. bad. Uh, so Jughead is, like, struggling, still being really, um, frustrated. Hard of hearing. And Archie seems to be, like, working with him and is, like, holding up, like, a little cue card. Finally. And I'm just like, is gonna, finally going to rise? I hope so. Um, Hermione shows Wait, up. Wait, can still read? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Hermione shows up with a film crew. I am thrilled. I have been waiting for this. Honestly, yes. Um, it's about time that Marisol Scientologist uh, whatever the hell Nichols. her last name is shows up. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl slash Abigail. We see her with like the wind opening the windows behind her because she's like a witch or whatever. Uh, we see Archie's body being dragged and it seems like it's at Fred's house, like, construction is happening in the background, so... Robin, whoever's uh-huh. doing that must be really strong. Probably. Because he's Cause putting he's, on weight. He's, like, 200 pounds. <laughs> he's, like, dense now. He's and I'm like, 194. babe, you've always been dense. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways. You like that? Yeah, you it was like good. That? I thought that was a good joke. Um, it looks like the trash bag killer is also at Archie's house because he's like, nobody dates Betty but me or something. I don't know. Wait, Worm? That's what he said? No, no, no. Oh my god! He's just going after- We see him with Betty and we also see him with Archie and so I'm like, I know why he's going after Betty, but why would he go after Archie? Because Archie didn't hurt Betty. He's just like dating Betty, so so he has to kill him, I guess. Well, Archie- Archie technically puts Betty in danger by being Archie because mm. there's still a hit out on him from Hiram and the ghoulies are after him. So that does put Betty in danger. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then Archie says to a serial killer, oh, hey. Um, single funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Incredible. They dedicated a second of a very short trailer. 15 seconds, maybe. Just a shot of KJ looking up and saying weirdly slowly, hey. hey. Like, I loved it. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It was art. It was amazing. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, and thank you so much to our lovely roommates, Sam and Emily, for hanging out during this podcast. We and really appreciate it. And a special no thank you to Pickle, Kobe, and Evie. They made recording this incredibly difficult. Yeah. Those are our Thanks. animals, by the way. Yeah. They yeah. eventually calmed down, but at first, that was rough. Actually, Evie is asleep right next to you. Yeah. I give her a kiss. Here you go. Hopefully Do it. you can hear. She's like, oh, <laughs> that oh was oh, so oh, yeah, she me. Uh, if you're so inclined, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. That would be great. Like, plebe. Yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. Robin and our good friend Casey, actually, let's be real. She's framily. Um, they do the Lost pod. They have covered all the way, almost all up to season three. Like, yeah, almost we're, you're almost three. all the way through it now. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be doing the finale soon. Yeah, I'm really excited. It is uh, spoiler free. So if you want to listen to it uh, as you're watching, it would be my honor. Um, There was a spoiler section at the end, though. And we have guests over there. It is uh, my longest podcast and it's my pride and joy. Uh, If you are a fan of The 100, we talk about that show, too. We did seasons four to seven as they were airing. And now we're going back to do the good old days, starting with season three and ending with season one. So, yeah, check those out. You don't have to watch The 100 to listen to them. Uh, I would recommend not watching The 100. Don't do it. Uh, It'll hurt you. Here's the thing. Thing. Watch the hundred up to three hundred six, then stop watching the hundred. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, more realistically, I feel like it's like uh, finish season five if you have to, yeah. uh, but season six and seven were disappointing and, and upsetting. So. Okay, but then you have to watch um, the the series finale. But just the parts with Lexa in them, Mm. so, so that I get my Klexa endgame tea. Yeah. Okay. Basically, watch up to season five, listen to our podcasts, and then don't, and then just listen to the podcast for season six and seven. Or just like avoid it all entirely. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. At some point, it will be back. But until it is back, we have covered seasons one to four. And we had a good-ass- One time. to three. One to three, and yeah. we're covering four. Yeah. I just feel like we've done so much. I know. And we're going to be- At some point, when it comes back, it, we'll probably find out soon, right? We know. When is it back? May 27th. Well, I already forgot. May 27th, and then July 1st. Comic-Con's going to be lit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I apologize. I forgot that information, but in my defense, I'm an idiot. Uh, stop. In my defense, I'm forgetful. Thank you. Yeah, so catch up before season four comes out. Uh, we have a podcast for each episode and, uh, we are we- huge dropper shippers over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, big fan of Steve from me and, oh, of, cor- like, of course, please, please, Thank we you. love a himbo. Yes, we truly do. And, um, yeah, we are going to be, uh, posting our like episode by episode thoughts after the, uh, after each little piece of the season comes out. Mm-hmm. So you guys are definitely going to want to be caught up for, that to come out it's gonna be really fun yeah it's gonna be a ball yeah you can follow the fiction autos on twitter facebook tumblr instagram rebel blue youtube um except that mo no it's just twitter and tumblr yeah Uh, mostly that (laughs) i occasionally post on instagram but that's that's honestly it's just like so much work you can follow us on those places but i only post on some of them yeah um you should definitely follow the tumblr because that's where robin posts gifts of her favorite line award and they're really good and really cute and uh (laughs) Super rebloggable. Yeah, thank you. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Like I said earlier, if you like what we do here, please consider donating because it is expensive. Yeah, it is free for you to listen to, but it is not free to make. And uh, so we would really appreciate your guys' help if you can. If you can't, recommend us to a friend. That's free. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we would just really appreciate it. It helps get the word out and you're the best. One of our OG listeners, Nadine recommended the Lost Pod to her mom after she finished Lost because she loved it so much. It was really cute. Thank you so much. Uh, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I just want to apologize to everyone. I took my Vyvanse, which is a stimulant, and I feel that it's really obvious that it's hit in like the last 20 minutes or so. So sorry for being annoying. No, you weren't annoying. Um, I think you should take your Vivance right before every single time. <laughs> I, I literally was thinking like Robin. We have to only record once my Vivai hits. Yeah. But anyway, if you found me annoying, I do apologize. I know that I'm a lot. Sometimes. I didn't think so. I had fun. Thank you. I also had fun. It's your Vivance, so we should we should say there. You have ants. It's like antsy or you a- antsy ants pants. in your pants. Ants in your pants. Yeah. Vivance in your pants. Ants in your pants. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at @apertania, which is V-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. I don't recommend it. I'm annoying. Uh, I I'm not like, annoying. I'm iconic. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. you. Um, our next episode is episode 607. It's coming up pretty quick here. It's Death at a Funeral. Um, so Death at a Funeral is a tw- 2007 British black comedy film directed by Frank Oz. Um, the screenplay by Dean Craig focuses on a family attempting to resolve a variety of problems whilst they attend the funeral of the patriarch of their family. It's a pretty iconic film. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.